We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the Gilcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Noling. For the third week in a row, panic swapping losers who have terrible teams at two o'clock in the afternoon, they took your money again. For maybe the first time in the history of this show, I truly do not recall this ever being the case before. I stood pat. My team was in a great spot. My team got there. I won, took people's money. But Sammy, I looked at your team and I said, buddy, you got to swap. I looked at Nate's team, laughing my ass off at Nate's team. Just, Nate's, just, Nate's goddamn team was an abomination. Just, just hey. chuckling. I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know what kind of drunk mole rat put this team together. But Nate, you have one option. There's one thing you can do to draw live, and that is to swap to rain Dakota Prescott and CD Lamb. I wish I knew CD's real name. And buddy. You did it. You swapped. You did. And I think the thing that is bailed, Sammy's down to swap whatever. Like if someone tells yeah. him to swap, he's probably going to yeah, do bitch. it. Let's go. Nate, I think the fact that your team was so dead, like if you were close, because you don't like. Oh, swap. if I, yeah, if I was close, I wouldn't have swapped. So like yeah. the fact that I was so dead, I was looking at swaps that I was like, I mean, I was so dead. I was literally contemplating like, do I just fade the entire game and go like Aiden McConnell and or Aiden O'Connell and Devante and leave thousands of dollars on on the table? Like I was so dead, but it was just a perfect swap to CD and uh, CD and Dak because all I had left was Jalen Hurts and Adam Thielen. Unbelievable! So. This dude plans his whole Sunday around playing Adam Thielen. At honestly, do you think Adam Thielen even in peak Minnesota? Do you think he was ever seventy five hundred even at in no. peak? Minnesota no, Adam no. Thielen. I don't really think, no, this don't really price, think that this he price, was. This price was insane. There's no way. <laughs> and you were just like, buddy, <laughs> but... I can't wait to buy the Pico top on 35-year-old Adam Thielen and Bryce Young. <laughs> Nate, Nate, just, Nate just bought like, you know, 30K Tyler Hero card. And he's like, well, oh, yeah. you know, I think, the, <laughs> I think the price was pretty high, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it because <laughs> I mean, dust I ball some yeah. like, 
30, 33 year old white receiver. And Nate's like, I'm going to make this guy the centerpiece of my DFS team. Like, let's go all the money to Nate. All oh right. my God, Nate, okay. this was an abomination. We got to get into the scores. Whirling Dervish, who did make some mistakes, but ended up just late swapping into, again, the stone nuts. Late swapping onto CD's nuts. 142.86. Nate, 127.86. That should tell you how bad Nate's team is, that he swapped into 75 combined points <laughs> from CD and Dak, and he got to 127.86. And no, I got to 131, didn't I? This is what no. this is what this is what you have in our three man. I, I no, don't know sir. if you did something else. Um, and then did, I did was the that... CSV not upload Nate? Oh no, it was 127. Okay, yeah, I was looking at and I, I had 124.18. I'm sitting there at the end of the noon games being like, these idiots, like they're so dead. Like, I, this is going to be a great show. I'm going to dunk all over them. I did get there. I actually noticed that I. Law, uh, the some of the massive double ups my team was either chopping or didn't get there. But Wednesday on the swole cast, people started chirping me in the chat, being like, How you know, uh, up to what dollar level will you accept the head to heads? And I was like, Okay, well, accept the 109 against anyone, you know, and up to 535 if I think you're bad. And people were just shipping me. And this was the most volume I played all season. Oh my god, were, get me, get me back on the swole cast. People, that sounds like people good, were good action. Me People were shipping me invites Wednesday until this morning, and I'm just accepting all of them. And uh, I I only lost one game above $50 this week. So full transparency, my team uh, obviously could have been better. I actually late swapped against the guy in a 109 because he played fucking Rashad White and just had me in jail. He didn't play Singletary, and he played Rashad White. Had me in jail, swapped to Dak and CD against him and beat him on the last catch that oh, as time expired. Last windmill. Last no, Man. I needed that last catch too. That last catch put me. Yeah. I mean, I needed that last drive. Uh, I, so, did, I did not, but, uh, but it was still nice to just get some extra CD lamb points. Cause man, what an alpha. Okay. So these were the, the, the loose locks of the slate. There were three quarterbacks who you could play at, at lock. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and I thought Dak Prescott was in play. It put you in a weird salary range with Dak, though, in terms of what you were doing with that extra money. I think some people who ended up showing up with him at 4 o'clock, though, like they they planned on that, and I think it was fine. There were five running backs who were in play. Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, Josh Jacobs, Bijan Robinson, and actually I think that's it. There's only four, right? Was there Was there another one that was in play? No, I it thought, was it I was white. It was I thought Jacobs. white and Jacobs were both in play. Oh Jacobs. yeah, S- Jacobs, Singletary, Kamara, Jacobs, Bijan, and Jonathan Taylor. Everyone else was under twenty five percent. Those were, I think, the five who were in play. Demario Douglas, Stonelock, he was eighty five percent owned. Uh, now Terry McLaurin should not have been viewed as a lock, and we can talk more about that in a second. But the field treated him that way. Then you had to make the decision between AJ Brown or C.D. Lamb is your most expensive guy, or if you are Nate, and apparently 38 to 40% of the field, depending on the double up, you you chose Adam Thielen. So um, just imagine looking at C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown and being like, no, I'm taking... I'm taking Adam Thielen. I'm that's, taking that's I'm taking the guy. crafty guy. I'm taking the veteran the veteran version of Hunter Renfro, and I'm going to put my American dollars down now, on this. 
we can we'll get to that in a second. Now, weirdly, I thought this was the strangest, most interesting wrinkle of the slate compared to all of the slates we played. Any site that you ran the optimal, ETR, Roto Grinders, four four, wherever, you were getting TJ Hawkinson in the optimals, right? And to me, it just seemed terrible. There were just so many variables like Jaron Hall. It ended up being like the most exciting game of the day because Josh Dobbs came in. It just was like that game projected to be kind of slow, obviously didn't end up being that way. But the Hawkinson teams to me, it didn't seem that great because we had Njoku, we had Schultz, we had Ferguson, we had Pitts. I was in into McBride, but he ended up getting out. I just thought there were so many potential plays there at tight end that sacrificing one of A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb to play Hawkinson felt terrible. Insane. Insane decision. No, 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 no. Yes, I don't think it was insane. I think at the end of the day, the way that a tight end gets his volume is very different than a wide receiver who gets his volume way downfield. I don't think, um, I don't think this quarterback thing hurt Hawkinson as much as it would have hurt a Jefferson or something like that. The like a tight end becomes a safety valve for a bad quarterback like that. And it's not, I don't something think, where... I think that's just something people say. I don't think that's true. Yeah, this is, this is a, this is a, a, a boots did, uh, on, on boot? in the dirt take from Nate, which is just like so bad. Did, Nate, did Cole Nate, Komet do just, anything today? Did Cole Komet do anything today? Did, yeah, uh, I think he, I, mean, I think he did. Just, Cole, just, Cole had knows. Two, he had two because targets. Dust ball, just caught two <laughs> dust ball quarterbacks can't get the ball downfield to these deep threat wide receivers. And so what they do is they take these dump offs to either, uh, running backs running flank routes or your tight ends. And Buddy, so, you got to watch. You got to watch the film. I don't know if you saw what Cole Komet did down the field, aka Randy Moss style. Just so everybody knows, Nate spent the first hour before lock texting us that we're idiots for not playing Hawk. Hawk is going to separate. Hawk is going to yeah. be the game breaker, like this and that. And then, like two minutes before lock, we get a text, and Nate goes. I don't think I can do it. I'm swapping and he gets off. What's no, what's, what's weird though, is what team did Nate possibly have if he already had Thielen? So if he shows up, if he, if he shows up with Thielen already and a punt tight end, what Nate, what team did you have? Uh, it was a Baker team. (laughs) Oh, the people got robbed. I know the people got, I I was, I was legit going to roll out a Baker Jacobs, uh, a Baker, Jacobs, Singletary, AK, and uh, Thielen team. Nate, you are the world's greatest living coward for yeah. not playing that lineup. I The people are absolutely robbed of what essentially could have been the best go cast of the year. Holy shit, bro. Nate, you I, was, played... I was this close. If I don't no, have as you much know, the funny thing is... props, I would have. <laughs> Nate, Nate would have he would have not been able to swap he he would have just been sitting there and he I would, know, I would have sitting, had there, sitting there with Baker <laughs> and Adam Thielen. <laughs> if if you guys can find his name it's Nate N on DraftKings like he is open for business you got to do it yeah you won't be able to find him and then a defense uh about 60 to 70 percent of people played the Giants that's who I played uh, the Packers, which I thought were good. I thought the Packers defense was good. It just didn't have the salary for it. The Patriots, I actually thought was better. Again, didn't have the salary for it. And that is that is pretty much what people did. Now, the main thing that I did different from you guys was I did not play Alvin Kamara and I did not play Bijan Robinson. Robinson. Which... I played Jonathan Taylor straight up over him. 
And I thought it was more important to get to AJ Brown than this B. John Robinson thing. I need to just fully take it out. This is ridiculous. The fact that I played the backup running back for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, literally Tyler Algier is the guy who gets all of the, all of these touches near the red zone. I don't know what I'm thinking playing B. John Robinson. It's just wish casting based on talent, which is like the opposite of what I do. And I played him in cash games over a Josh Jacobs. I like there is, I'm in shambles. I cannot believe I played Bijan Robinson in cash games. You know, I, I also played Bijan Robinson. And, you know, like you get into this weird vortex before lock where you're like looking at the spreadsheets and you're looking at the projections and this stuff. And you totally forget that Arthur Smith is his coach. Like you, it, it it's out of your mind. And it's like, oh my God. And then the game starts and you're like, oh, there's Corderell with a, with a reception and there's Algier. And oh, Johnny Smith is getting downfield looks, and you're like, holy shit, why did I play Bijan Robinson? What have I done? And and this is exactly how I felt. I also played Bijan. Like my decision was essentially Bijan and the Packers defense or Taylor and the Giants defense. Yep. I looked at that too. And I was like, you know what? And I played, I played Bijan, I think, in every tournament lineup. So it's not that I don't get the genesis of it. It's just that I was like, bro in cash games it's unfathomable it's literally unfathomable that i did it in cash games i I, in tournaments it's one thing because yeah the efficiency and yeah obviously his talent is undeniable but with algier there what am i thinking i mean josh jacobs literally it's not it's i think you shouldn't focus so much on Bijan in a vacuum what are you thinking it's why didn't you play jonathan taylor for three hundred dollars more well, because I think Jonathan Taylor was similar wish casting to Bijan. It's just no. it didn't turn out as bad. No, yes, he played, we a, don't he played know a season this high. He played a season high in snaps last week, and he he got all the ball. He got like 30, 25 touches this week. But he last week he got half. he got one touch after halftime. Don't you remember? He was dust in the second half. He did not. He, he what got are you hurt. talking about? He no, got he hurt. didn't. He came up no, he didn't. No, he didn't. They literally said there was no injury. It was no, literally, I literally trying to get guys. Zach you want to know? Book. You want to know how deep in the lab I was this morning trying to de- decide this two v two? I'm literally on the athletic reading articles from the team beat writers about like what's what's the deal? Why isn't Jonathan Taylor playing? And they that they did a whole article about what happened to him in the second half. And basically, the way the coaching staff explained it is they said he came up gimpy on that run. And Moss was just, you know, handling the stuff, but he was still out there on pass protection. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't hurt. So it it was, it is something that like knowing that's in the range of outcomes that he can just like healthy, not get workload. That's not in Josh Jacobs range of outcomes at all. Like, so both Bichon and Taylor was a wish casting play based on what we want. No, I don't, I'm not, I'm not letting it get away with this one. And that they're and they're talented. 24 right. touches for John. And our Taylor. job I'm as, not letting you guys get our job as DFS is to play what they're doing. It's not what we think they should be doing. Like the assumption of rational coaching cannot be a thing. Like Zach Moss is getting those touches. Like until we see that workload shift, we shouldn't be playing him at this side. I mean, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill got more carries than Alvin Kamara today. Yeah, I'm so, not I'm not taking a W on Alvin <laughs> Kamara either. I feel like yeah. a freaking moron. I, I did I did not want to go to war without Alvin Kamara and that feels bad. We should actually talk about what we actually played. Oh, okay. So this is the team that I played. I did not swap Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, and Josh Jacobs, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Demario Douglas, and the Giants defense. 
Nate very had, professional team. Very professional team, Davis. Nate had at lock Jalen Hurts, Alvin Kamara, Bijan Robinson, Adam Thielen, McLaurin Douglas, Logan Thomas, somehow, Jesus Devin Singletary, Nate. and the Packers defense that turned into a Dak Prescott CD Lamb swap. Sammy, you had Jalen I, I have both my teams in front of me. I can I can say them. Okay, go do so it. I, I started off with Hertz at QB and then Camara, Singletary, and Bijan. I mean, the Bijan thing, like I just we could spend the next 45 minutes talking about this so egregious. Um, but I went AJ Brown, McLaurin Douglas. And the the way that I did this is I went down to Bellinger at tight end. I was just like, you know what? Like David Njoku is not going to give me the blade. What I really want to do is have Hertz and I want to have AJ Brown and I want to have Kamara. Like I want those guys and I can still have the chalk three running backs, uh, the chalk three quarterbacks. I can still have Singletary, this and that. And so the last, like I said, the last decision was Bijan and the, and the Packers versus Jonathan Taylor and the giants. And I just said, you know what? Like I I feel pretty similarly about Bijan and, and Taylor and I actually think the Packers are a way better get, than the I don't Giants. even oh I was like looking at your lineup not understanding where the salary came from. I was just a 2v2 two two of you, Sammy. So but then, went but down then to I Bella. realized you didn't have you didn't have Jacobs or Jonathan Taylor, Sammy. No, no I did not. And I didn't have Njoku. <laughs> oh, and Njoku God. scores a touchdown and I'm just like, "Oh shit." And Bijan doesn't do anything and I'm like, "Oh shit." And Kamara doesn't do anything. Not getting snaps. It was tilting. It was, it was, it was so, I mean, literally Kamara was the third guy to, to touch the ball. Like Taysom got a, got, got stuff before him. Uh, Williams got stuff before him. I was like, what the shit is going on? And so what I ended up doing was swapping out Hertz and Brown and Bellinger. And I put in Dak and CD and Ferguson complete smash show. Like easy so, Sam, game. I was just but, a two V two of you at lock. I just had Thielen and Thomas over, uh, Bellinger and Brown. You you do understand how bad that is, right? Like I don't. He doesn't no, with hurt. No, I don't. I don't. I, he, I think the Steelin run out. I think the Steelin <laughs> run out makes you're like it's good. like one dust ball tight end versus another dust ball tight end, and you choose it. And so it's I, like, I am, of course, I you get AJ Brown over Thielen. It's insane. It is. It is actually insane, bro. I mean, you got to put these guys next to each other. It's like Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve. It's just like. AJ Brown is the beastiest motherfucker that has ever stepped foot on a football field. And Adam Thielen is this... Hertz gives me the exposure to Brown that I would have wanted. And no, that, that is, Nate, that, that's not what it does, Nate. Because everybody look, has Hertz too. You look $7,500 Adam Thielen in the face and just made out with that motherfucker. You were like, that is what it's. It, I didn't look, I made a lot of mistakes in my career. I, I am, I am not a professional DFS player. I will, I'll make, I made mistakes this week. I'll make mistakes next week. But dude, come on, seventy five hundred dollar Adam Thielen. Yeah, you got to zoom just, out. I man. couldn't. I bear. I didn't even play him when he was sixty seven hundred. I I was just like, I'm not paying that. That is too. Like, well, that was a mistake. I mean, you had take lock, and you didn't realize that he was getting the workload. That okay, that but when he's priced, but when he is priced in the same stratosphere as like legit the best guys in the game, and it's a matter of a defense two v two, you just cannot be going to war with adam thielen yeah that's it's really bad nate it's really bad you gotta you gotta 
You got to take the L, dude. He was seven hundred dollars less than CD Lamb. He was seven hundred dollars less than CD Lamb. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got L, mate. And this is this. It's actually tilting me that Nate's stubbornness actually let him get there because he was so dusted from Bijan and Kamara. Yeah. That no, I got- feel way worse about my running back choices than I do. I don't think Thielen. I, I don't think Thielen like Thielen looks awful right now, but I don't think Thielen going into lock was that bad. But I do. I mean, are you gonna not taking the L? The no, the people are shocked. Lock, I'm taking my L at running back. I'm not taking my L at wide receiver. I'll, I'll tell you this: Thielen. I'm actually mad that I swapped and won. I would have rather lost so that you could have lost. Like that's how bad it is and unfair it is that you won money today. The the listeners right now are straight up like he can't keep getting away with this with Nate. Just like the guy, <laughs> the guy shows up with dog shit three weeks in a row and late swaps onto the stone nuts. I mean, late swapping onto the nuts is supposed to be my thing, dude. Like I didn't not- swap last week, did I? I think it was no, it was two weeks ago. I didn't last week I was dust. It, okay. Well, we 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 had the Kelsey swap two weeks yeah. ago. Two weeks, Two weeks ago. ago was the Kelsey swap. Last week, I had all of my players locking. Late That's right, and you were tilting. You were tilting the whole time when I swapped to to, to Purdy yes. because <laughs> I played Lamar freaking Jackson. We got four rushing yards. Purdy and Kittle. Okay, so the the I think a couple interesting things here. So the first is why why did I not play Kamara? You guys both had Kamara. A couple things. One really actually really related to the uh, the Theon thing, which is dude's eighty one hundred. I mean, it's the highest price tag he's been since he was capital A, capital K, Kamara. I thought he really didn't project that differently than any of the guys people were playing. Did I think he was two and a half points better than Jacobs. I think that he was uh, like, like two again, two and a half points better than Jonathan Taylor. So I felt pretty comfortable just playing those guys. And my logic was basically like, okay, if Kamara gets 30, he will kill me. But if he gets 22, I'm pretty confident in Jacobs and JT matching that and also Kamara has not been efficient at at all he's just no, been, he's so he's 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 legitimately dusty I I mean he's not he's not dust like Tony Pollard you want to you want to look at a, a guy who's like actually dust Tony Pollard is is 10 of 10 dust but Kamara has not been efficient he is averaging like far and away a career low in um a, a career low in yards per attempt he is averaging, I believe, a career low in yards per target, um, yards per reception, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, career low and all that stuff. So 4.4 yards per touch. He has only been below five in, in one season ever before. And he was also scoring a bunch of touchdowns that season. So it's basically just like, okay, if I'm just playing a volume guy, I think Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs are basically going to get the same volume as Alvin Kamara. And more I, I don't know why we're putting Jacobs in the same bucket as Jonathan Taylor. Like, I feel like Jacobs's volume is way. Oh, I mean, I thought Jacobs Jonathan was a, I thought Jacobs was a lock. I'm just saying those were the, those were the guys I was deciding that those spots for. Yeah. I, I think Jonathan know. Taylor is, is very similar to Bijan and this run out makes it look like they're distinctly different, but Jacobs to me is the one who's distinctly. I don't different. think, I don't think Bijan has even Nate. had anything close to Jonathan Taylor's passing volume. Like not even close. Who 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 Bijan? Are you kidding? Yeah, Jonathan me? Taylor's getting like four and a half targets per game. Buddy, Bijan, Bijan's Bijan's Bijan getting plenty of looks through the air. He had five know. targets that's, last that's week. The only thing Bijan gets that's close to Taylor. Where Taylor yeah, I mean, paces Bijan is in his rushing efficient rushing, yeah, rushing. I I I think the the knock on on Camara 
And if you look at like his expected points and workload, like, dude, it is like CMC levels. It is insane. But the one thing we got to look out for is we're, you know, super worried about, you know, Zach Moss taking away goal line carries from, from Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, we're worried about Tyler Algier. We need to be worried about Taysom the goat Hill because Taysom, like legit, like legit. Yeah. 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 Like this is not a bit. I mean, Taysom Hill is a master scavenger and that's something we really, really, I, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, they put Taysom in center. No, no. Taysom is like thing. legit scavenger. No, they're like building the whole plane out of it right now. It's, Honestly. I mean, you know why Kamara was jammed at 8,100 was because all the nerds played him last week and he got there. So when the guy gets there for you in cash the week before, it's very easy to just play him again. I don't I mean, think it's just that's the fact that he legit has a 10 reception ceiling on DraftKings. Like no yeah. other running back gets his passing workload. And so like he's yeah. game script proof from that perspective of like, even if he gets behind, like he still gets that. I, I didn't think, I didn't think Kamara was bad, but I thought Taylor was in the same neighborhood. And I thought Jacobs was a lock. Which I thought like, there was so I thought there was systemic risk with Jacobs, just like with AOC starting. It's like, dude, this team could fall apart. Yeah, right? I mean, turns turns out the systemic risk was on playing the fucking Giants defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that was it, look. I know they projected okay, but I think that was probably bad. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'll never scoff totally at a two point three k defense, but man, like when you really like broke it down, you're like, they they could legit airball, and and, and they kind of did. And, and no, they did. Yeah. They got negatives. Yeah, whereas like the Packers, like I I really like the Packers. It's like they're at home, they're against Ripon, like in Lambeau Field. Like that's just a, a game where the Rams almost have like no chance to score in many ways. Like the the Packers have it was it was a uh, one of Thorman's like big like uh, D line to O line mismatches, not like an elite one, but a really good one. And it was just like you know they've been accruing a bunch of sacks. I was like, dude, I, I like Green Bay here. Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to talk about McLaurin because I tried to play every wide receiver, but McLaurin, I wanted to play Nico and I wanted to play Alave, both guys who I played in every tournament lineup. How much, how much were they? I know, I know Alave was, Alave was 6,300. So I, well, actually you want to know what's sick was I would have played Kate Otten. I would have played $3,000 Kate Otten. Oh man. Would have been (laughs) really good, buddy. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that. And then, um, to do Nico was actually the same price. So I could have just played Nico and I was just like, Uh, we are, we are mentally weak. Dude, I'll just do what the field does. You know, if the field is really this confident in Terry McLaurin, then I get, I mean, Terry McLaurin is not a cash game wide receiver, like at all, like doesn't profile like it is not an alpha. Like he will, he will lose red zone work to literally anyone. He is like, he's actually very similar to Alave. He, he is a deep threat who Alave is an alpha. Alave is, I don't know. He might be a fake. Alave Alave, might be a fake alpha. Yeah. He might be a fake alpha. He might be a fake alpha. Yeah. Yeah, I think Alave might be. be He might be. I think, Um, I think Derek Carr just sucks, but like, you know, we, we, we saw that we saw the run out with, with freaking McLaurin today. It's just like, he was the wide receiver seven for Washington. The thing with McLaurin is that he's tied to a quarterback who right now, I mean, literally they're playing like it's Kansas city. I mean, yeah, they're letting Howell go and just, I mean, Howell's Howell has, from a passing volume standpoint, the highest in the, in, in the slate projection. Like it was, it was one of those things where it was like McLaurin just, even if he was not that like Houston has potential to just run the ball with, with Singletary 
17 times and you wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Are, are we gonna Where? are we gonna are we gonna uh uh flagellate ourselves for just eating Devin Singletary chalk or is that even worth talking about? I, I mean, think you had to play him. Yeah, I think yeah, he, did, but... he made everything work. He's 4,300. Everyone's playing him. It's just like you, you can't really lose by playing Singletary. But of course, when we flip over our GPP lineups, yeah, I didn't none of us him. are going to have played Singletary except maybe yeah. Nate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, though, like I, I don't think Terry McLaurin is that bad when you when you look at what Washington I didn't, is. It's not, it's not that I think he was bad. It's just that I don't I it's like one of my least favorite things to do is to just match the field on the volatile mid-tier wide receiver, like Zay Flowers last week. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of these guys, right? Like throughout yeah. our years doing this. Now, Thielen is like kind of the opposite of that, where he was like a non-volatile guy who was like 4,500. And if you didn't pay him, you were just getting burnt up. But like these these high A dot guys, and like obviously the market is making the assumption that, oh, Curtis Samuel out. Well, the the... Uh, commies answered by four targets for Byron Pringle, four for Deami Brown, six for Jameson Crowder, two for John Bates, six for Logan Thomas. Like just like un yeah. unbelievably tilted. Yo, stuff. congrats then, on those six Logan Thomas uh, targets, Nate. Well, I mean that's why I, play, I, I played him because of the same Howell effect. It's essentially, what Njoku got the yeah, the I, best the best. I thought the the best play was Ferguson followed by Schultz, but I couldn't make it work without playing Bijan. And I just decided I was not playing Bijan. I was like, Jonathan Taylor's just a way better play. Now you're just I don't want to talk about Bijan anymore. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Actually, not sharp because I I think Ferguson, Bijan outscored Njoku and Taylor. Is it not? No. Okay. All right. No, because they both scored. They both scored. Bijan put up like five points. 5.1, 5.1, Nate. Put I played, some respect on his name. So I played in I played in Joku, who scored and got absolutely dusted by every tight end around him. Got dusted by Ferguson. Got giga dusted by Dalton Schultz. Like Dalton Schultz, I think had 35. Like he had like 10 for he had like <laughs> Dude, 10 for 115 and two. Houston laid waste. Like my best my best friend texted me in the middle of the day because I'd played uh, Stroud against him. He's just like, why is your team so bad that you played CJ Stroud? I'm just like, taste my ass, bro. Like that that guy can play. Ten for one thirty and one. From Jesus. Schultz. Yeah. Well, Ferguson I, ended I mean, up. People with... people played him. People played yeah. Schultz. Well, it, it tight, end, tight end. I think tight end ownership was more distributed, evenly distributed this week than I've seen it in a long time. Oh, like, it's super distributed. Yeah. I thought anybody. I thought Ninjoku would be like mega chalk just because he projected so well. But I think the thing you need to take into account with the projections is like but tight ends are so freaking volatile. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a, a really high valued tight end in the projections is just going to be way more volatile that projection than like a really high wide receiver. Like that's just how it's going to be. So like you are allowed to, to get off that and be like, Oh yeah, I'm playing a bad value tight end. Like you're talking about like per tenths of a point that like separate them, you know? Yeah. Well, did, I wouldn't say did, they're more, did, did they're either more of you, volatile. I would say did, that their their floor is lower. It doesn't necessarily like the volatility of some of these higher price guys. The CD has a legit like a fifty point distribution. Like tight ends don't. So I would say wide receivers are actually more volatile. It's just that they're well, the, sure. the, the good, good way to put the, it. The bands are tighter. Yeah, but I mean, also, well, it's harder for tight ends to meaningfully separate from their position where at the wide receiver position, it's much easier. Yes. Yeah, I guess guess what I'm saying is if you look at a site like ETR, whose projections will give you like a value rating, right? That value rating is super 
like not trustworthy because just like one catch or, you know, four tenths of a point in projection can totally swing that value rating when you're talking about like a $3,500 player or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Where a wide receiver, if you're that high in the value rating, it's probably baked in by like 30 something yards. And, you know, it, right. Exactly. Where you can fudge the projections and still it's not as fragile. Exactly. I mean, Ferguson, Ferguson could have had the bonus. He had, uh, he had 10 targets, seven for 91 and a touchdown. He had a drop. He had another touchdown in the bag where the guy held him. So he didn't get the touchdown. I mean, he could add an even bigger day, like by far. I mean, Logan Thomas was the highest on tight end. I did not expect that at all. Was he really? Yeah. It was no, Logan Thomas. Joke, and, Joku, and Joku was. No. In, uh, in the $25 double, Logan Thomas was 16, 16.3 and Joku was 15.4. Oh, wow. I thought I, I thought honestly, I thought that's what I had pulled up. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's I, I, I just I was windmilling getting an Ajoku touchdown, and then it turned out it like literally didn't matter. <laughs> I know. I, well, I was sitting here and I'm like, well, you know, I'm fine going down to Bellinger because there's like Njoku never gives you the blade. He's like Evan Ingram. Like well, maybe he kinda, does he well. Gave, he kind of gave people the blade last week. Four for seventy-seven and one last week. Yeah, but that was without Watson. I actually was nervous with with Njoku. I played Njoku in tournaments, but I was nervous about him. No, no, I I agree. Watson, I, agree. I was I was all over Watson in tournaments and wanted zero exposure to the Browns in cash. Yeah. Uh. All right. Do we got Do we got anything else interesting for cash? No. I mean, just just wrap it up. That you know, we played bad and we swapped and we got there. No, I did. I didn't play bad. I played good. I I don't. I feel that my lineup at lock and at yeah, you didn't play freaking Bijan robinson you played josh jacobs and you you were sharp like how, yeah. how you, unlike, we, we we played really bad correct how correct. unlike me to play the old dusty josh jacobs instead of the young fun Bijan robinson like and how, and unlike, how unlike, nate? unlike nate i mean this is really really a tough day for nate's brand i'm, I'm gonna have to look in the mirror and yeah. do some reevaluation. okay um now i could do the fun thing and talk about my CJ Stroud team that did all right, but it's actually not that fun. Cause like, who gives a shit, you know, it's like everyone, everyone gets it. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I want to do is I want to talk about one of my really terrible teams because I think it's pretty illustrative of something that I do wrong. And I just, I got to stop doing this. Um, let's see here. Let's, I got two that were really bad, but one was more illustrative. Okay. Not this one. I did uh the my high stake stuff was all either not high stake single entry. So it was all either Stroud, Hertz, or Lamar. And I think the Lamar I one, I think it's illustrative of why you should be trying to find non-elite quarterback teams because you just have to make bad plays when you make those teams. Not bad plays, but thin plays. And I just I keep doing this and I gotta stop doing it. So this was in the big red zone, Lamar Jackson, 8% owned, feeling good about that. Mark Andrews, 5% owned, feeling good about that. I played Jonathan Taylor on every team. Good. I like that. That was a good process, I thought. I really like Jonathan Taylor. I think he's got a lot of volume. He got 24 touches. I think he's efficient. He was not efficient at all today, actually. I also played Bijan Robinson on 100% of my tournament teams today. That was not so. good. That was not good. That was not strong because I think a guy like Bijan, you ideally want him to be more kind of like 10 to 15%, kind of like, kind of like when Swift was good before Swift turned into Josh Jacobs. And now Bijan's like 20, 25%. The market is like 
it's such 2023 DFS stuff, right? Like this guy that doesn't project that well is just like totally jammed. As I mentioned, I played a lave on every team. Felt pretty good. Like, oh, get the touchdown. Now nah, four for 46. I, I would do that one again, though. The Alave play I thought was really strong. Yeah. He's, dude, he's in the dome. Like, what happened to the Saints? Yeah. Like, Michael Thomas played... got one target. Olave didn't get that much. Kamara didn't get that much. Like, what happened? Derek Carr? Yeah. Taysom. I mean, honestly, Taysom is actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, he's just this giant planet with all this gravity that sucks all the fantasy points into it. And leaves it's pretty, everything around. It's pretty it insane does. that, like, literally, their offense is running more efficiently with all of those wide receivers that you just mentioned when they're not playing like that, and they're actually doing these dumb gadgety plays with Taysom Hill. Their offense is more efficient. They're more likely to score touchdowns when they do stuff like that versus just running an efficient play. Like, because <laughs> Taysom's a goat. Guys, Irv Smith Jr. just scored in the Sunday Night Football game. Would have been, wow. been, been nice about a month ago. Would have been nice about a month ago. Um, okay, so to continue, this this is the shit that I did was dumb in this lineup because I was so adamant on playing Alave and Nico in every lineup. I was like, that's going to be my brand this week. I'm playing Alave and Nico in every lineup. Well, when you have Mark Andrews and when you have these 6K running backs and you have an 8K quarterback, that means you're doing shit like playing Jackson Smith and Jigba at 1.4% owned as the bring back again. I like literally say this every goddamn week on this show. I'm like the bring backs, the Sims don't really like them. You're playing these really thin plays. Well, guess what? He was thin. He got 12 points. He, he didn't, he didn't win anything for you. And then I, I played Trey Palmer on this lineup. The Palmer thing I don't feel that bad about because Demario Douglas was like 50% owned in single entry stuff. And Trey Palmer is like actually the he's like Rashid Shahid, but on the Buccaneers, he gets like three targets a game, but they're all a bazillion yards down the field. But the the JSN play, I'm like, dude, you just got to stop playing two super thin wide receivers on these teams. You can play one, but you can't be playing multiple wide receivers four thousand dollars and below in these teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just lowers your ceiling of that overall lineup so much. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And actually, I'll talk about my team because I did something kind of similar. Uh, by the way, Nico Collins, very tilting. This game, I mean, Jesus, they scored, what, like 77 points, something like that? 76 points? Nico Collins did good, uh, but his uh, prize picks line was 56 and a half. And, it's uh, almost like Nico Collins is not like the alpha on that team. It's almost like Tank Dell is... Not, Tank Dell had like... Four yards last week. I'm not, I'm not letting you get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but but also no. three rushes. So and he yeah. had two more rushes today. They, a lot want of gadgets tank down. Tank. they want the ball in Tank's hands. Yeah. Nico, Nico is the Nico is the downfield guy. Tank is like the possession guy. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's the new Evans and Godwin. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay. So let's see. Yeah. Um, so I actually only played one tournament team this week. I was it was a really busy week for me. Didn't have a ton of time to put stuff together. So I really didn't go that hard. I just put one entry in the spy and uh, I ended up swapping because it had Bijan Robinson in it. <laughs> so it was really similar. It, it, it was it was like it was a Hertz and Brown bringing it back with CD Lamb. Right. And then it was Taylor and Robinson at running back uh ferguson oh no uh the packers defense it was really similar to my cash team actually um but what i did is i played both brown and cd lamb 
And then I played Demario Douglas, which is terrible in tournaments probably. And I also played uh, another low-priced wide receiver, Jamison Crowder at 3,400. Not great. Mm. Not great. No, so no I, I get the Crowder theory. It's the same thing as the, the Trey Palmer thing, except in the reverse. You're hoping, Trey, you're hoping Jamison Crowder gets seven receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. I guess. He got a long touchdown last week, you know, made a good play. Put some good stuff on tape. Thought thought maybe he'd repeat it. Um, that was all bad. So I ended up swapping to Dak and Ferguson uh, at tight end, um, and uh, this team ended up scoring 159 points and ended up uh, doubling the money. So yeah, nice nice little swap. The the Dak uh, Ferguson swap made me a lot of money today. So congratulations nice. to me. All right, uh, this is where Nate comes in with the uh, Elijah Moore, David and Joku, uh, <laughs> Trey McBride. <laughs> if if this team doesn't have Elijah Moore in it, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> I know there's no it a hundred percent. It has Elijah Moore. What well, should I do? My Elijah Moore one. I mean, I do. <laughs> no, I, okay. So literally, almost. I, almost all of my tournament teams were uh, Watson stacks. So Jesus uh, Christ. my main one, my main one was in the red zone. Um, and uh, so I had Watson, uh, Cooper uh, and Joku with Jerome Ford uh, with no bring back. Um, and then I uh, did kind of a mini correlation of uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Patriots D and uh, Terry McLaurin. Cause I really wanted exposure. I thought there was going to be a ton of passing volume in the uh, Washington, New England game. I thought like I could get the McLaurin workload, but still get Patriots D like the sacks and things like that. And it would actually just be a game where they would be, you know, how old would pass 50 times. So um, yeah, I mean this, it worked out. Uh, and then I had Josh Jacobs and um, AJ Brown um, as well. Cause I, knew i was so far why away okay just why deshaun watson on every team yeah because why, I, why deshaun watson because when i was like looking at the slate like i was like this is the game that i want to attack and i think that i know deshaun is not going to be owned and i thought amari cooper had a massive ceiling uh so i had literally 100 percent amari cooper uh every team was was built with either Njoku or Ford or man did fucking Amari Cooper bring it or what? I mean, yes. that guy is balling his ass off this year. Yeah. So I had, yeah, I, I mean, I had a good day in tournaments pretty much. I mean, I think I had like three main teams and they all either tripled or, or more. So, uh, yeah, it was a good, and then I had one Sam Howell team. I've, I've been playing these CJ Stroud teams. And obviously I played them all with Nico. So I like, didn't have a good sweat or anything today, but uh, sadly like Stroud is he's now after this performance, he's going to go into that bucket of guy who just gets to, he's 8% every week. Like it's, it's yeah. over. He's like just going to have a floor. Yeah. He's, yeah. But just even like, at 8%, you can still play. You can still oh, play sure. with. Yeah. If, as long as you like, especially in these smaller entry fields, like when you just correlate the game, it, you end up so different. You end up so different. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people who just like completely onslaughted that game just yeah, printed, just smashed. Yeah. And this the thing is, the, is like, when you is get the off team. bringbacks and and you just, I mean, I don't think I had any bringbacks this week. This is the team that won the big red zone. C.J. Stroud at seven percent, 
Bijan Robinson at 20%, Rashad White at 9%, Amari, uh, un, un, uncorrelated, double stack with Nico and Tank, bring back with Cade, CD in the flex, and Falcons defense. Now, that's interesting. Wait, they had Rashad White too, so they had a double bring back? Double bring back, double stack, wow. double, double bring, bring back, back, double stack. So yeah, I mean that's just correlate game. Like let's just go after it and onslaught the whole game. It just, it just, it it does make it, uh, it does make it so much easier, um, to set up lineups, right? Like it just, you just, you're literally just, it's so simple. Uh, but if you're double stacking and double bring backing, that fills in five spots of your lineup, right? Yeah. So it's just like, and then you can <laughs> just fill out with chalk, and then you can yeah. just literally go who's best, who's the best plays left because you know you have uniqueness in the rest of your lineup. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't know. I mean, I've done been doing so much thinking about this. I've been doing more of the pick four guys that you really like, pick three guys you really like as one offs, and then kind of build everything around them. And uh, obviously, no sweats, no sweats this year. Well, one I've had, I had one, I had one week with uh with the decent sweat, the the first a chain week when he was only like eight percent owned. I used to do that. I used to go like, who are my individuals and the one-offs? But I think especially, unless you're playing these massive fields, the one-offs aren't what separate you. It's it's like getting the correlated. Yeah, it's the correlation. Like, yeah. And so to me, I think it's less about the one-offs. And that's what I used to focus on all the time is the one-offs. But I was like, that's that's how you win the millionaire maker. That's not how you win you know, the spy, the red zone, these, these single. Well, winning, winning the spy in the red zone is different than winning the Millie maker. You need to be doing different things. Like they're yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, with the Millie maker, you just spending time on is, is the Millie maker strategy of like, just get these one-offs that all hit and you hit the nuts and there's no correlate. And it's just like Yahtzee, you know, but yeah, I think if you're trying to build in these smaller fields, correlate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's get out of here. Good show. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that we're done, Josh and Nate, to the people next week. Just like Nate feels feels confident, doesn't swap, and just gets the absolute blade. In I don't even know who plays next week. I mean, this slate. I was not looking forward to playing this slate. Dude, this, this was, was like a the, gross slate. Yeah, when it was, it was like one Singletary. of the worst. Yeah, yeah, it was it, terrible. Yeah, it was really tough. But hopefully next week Nate shows up with uh, you know, T.J. Hawkinson again and. Yeah, well, he plays. We'll it, we'll uh, he plays. Back. He plays. Uh, Josh Dobbs is tight end, and he plays Bryce Young's number one wide receiver at uh, seventy two hundred. He's like, dude, discount from last week. Feeling light work. <laughs> Got to get him in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Bye.